So it's May 9th. Day after Mother's Day and my son's birthday, by the way. Happy birthday, Dominic Anthony Hunt, who turned 25 years old. 25 years old. Holy shit. Let's start this shit. You're not about that life, champ. I can see it. Game over, man. Game over. He runs with the 50. He runs with the 40. The guy is drunk. Playoffs? You kidding me? Cannot play with him. Cannot win with him. Cannot coach with him. Can't do it. I want winners. Here we go! Playing to win the game. That was one heck of a timeout. I mean, listen, we're talking about practice. John is in trouble. My style is impetuous. My defense is impregnable. And I'm just ferocious. I want your heart. I want to eat his children. Praise be to Allah. EA Hunter sarcastically speaking about sports podcast. You know what I think in the end? I think that this bullshit, oh, I'm not going to call it bullshit, this, this, this so-called podcast that I've been doing for six, five, six, seven years, that really has no listenership or followership. I think what it's ultimately going to do is somebody's going to get a hold of all of these and they're going to fuck my world up because they're going gonna to take shit out of context that I've said over the years and just blow me the fuck up. Yeah. And it's, it's funny that I decided to start that way. Out of context. That's that's most of the news or most of the clickbaity shit that you see when you're on social media or just online. You'll see these stories about like stars, celebrities or athletes and you click on it and they've taken like an excerpt of something they said and blown it into a whole fucking article that you read and maybe it's partly true. It's just it, it, it's made me now to where. I don't necessarily believe every fucking single thing that I read. Now, where did this wind come from? There was no wind a minute ago. And now here you are, you asshole. When I'm trying to do something, you decide you want to blow on me. Fuck you. Yeah, man. I'm, I'm to the point now to where I don't believe every single thing, seriously, that I read or hear. So you do a little bit of research on your own. Take, for instance, this... um. What's his name? This Kevin Samuels guy who died out of nowhere. First of all, I never even heard of the motherfucker. I don't even know who he is. Until now. Now I know who he is. First, he, first they announced that he died. I'm not even sure because it's not official. It didn't come until like two or three days later. Two days later that it was official that he died. Not only did he die, but how he died. and Apparently died on top of some young... Some young woman who had to call 911, which, whoo, man, in the middle of fucking, a young woman who he was, what, 20 years older than? Which is interesting because after doing my, my Wikipedia, short Wikipedia-like uh, <laughs> investigation, you know, or not investigate, is it, would, it, would, it, would the word be investigation, where I schooled myself on him, find out that apparently he's like a... 57-year-old black man who's like a online dating guru, which anytime they slap the word guru behind anything, you're kind of like, okay. And he's a polarizing dude in that, and see, this is exactly what I'm, I'm kind of paraphrasing or what I look, not really liked by women, black women, because apparently he told black men that they, his main thing was they needed to have, black men needed to have standards. You know, black women, 
again, like we're generalizing, you know, a lot of black women or just women in general who are like, look, I don't want a dude unless he's, you know, six foot two. He's tall, dark and handsome. He's this. He's got a career. He's got that or whatever. And his contention apparently is, is that, well, OK, if he's got all that, what the fuck do you have? What are you bringing to the table? My sister. Well, a lot of black women didn't like that. Because they were in their mind, they're thinking, well, who are these tubby dudes with nothing going on expecting these women to have something? It's like, and that's the thing. When you sit down and go and dig through anything, it's like there's two sides to every fucking story. I'll tell you this, though. Even more research, you dig deeper, and they showed the picture of the young woman that he was caught with. God damn, she was bad. What was her name? Alcantara something or other, Hispanic mommy, she was thick than a motherfucking boy. Whoo shit. Man, and she was gorgeous too, boy. So they had a picture of her. And they, and they showed her, and that's the thing about when shit happens on the internet. They put the some of the worst pictures. They put the one picture of her where she's got the sombrero on. It looks like some type of advertisement. She looks fucking hot there. Then they show the one where she's taking a picture of herself in the mirror. And all you see, dude, is ass and thighs dude and you tell you what boy me and you mr samuels got this got a i like you tasting women brother so when it's all said and done man rest in peace um hey you did your damn thing you died and that's it but yeah it's like with anything nowadays i mean take take (laughs) take um uh, since this is a fucking sports podcast, maybe I should talk a little bit of sports. Take take this this Memphis Grizzlies uh, Golden State Warriors series. If you're just if you're just following it through through highlights or even just even social media posts, I see see the one with John Morant says that that Jordan Poole, who that motherfucker's gonna have to get paid um, in the last game. He broke the code, quote-unquote code is what he says, because apparently in an exchange, uh, he says that Poole grabbed his knee. Um, in that last game, uh, John Rant was pulled from the game because of his what, was a right knee pain or something, and he says he grabbed at his knee. You look at the video of it, and it's, it's kind of inadvertent and even if he did like he does you can tell he does kind of reach and his hand does grab at it but it's not anything to where he's fucked his knee up his knee was that fucked up fucked up there was already something going on to begin with you know so i look at that and i say to myself yeah that's incidental not john morant but dude this pool kid dude not only should he have been fucking uh improved player of the year but geez i mean dude, what did he how does he answer back he's like i should have maybe i should have reached for his balls that are because he doesn't have any i wouldn't have gotten in trouble because there was nothing to fucking grab i'm like damn this dude's already talking shit you almost wonder if he didn't have like a like a shit talking writer that wrote that for him the thing with john moran is is dude and yeah oh, oh and apparently Word is, is he's probably not going to be playing in the game tonight, which makes me go, why the fuck would I going to want to watch this game tonight? I'm sorry. Why do I, why do I want to watch the game? <laughs> I wouldn't because I'm, I'm, I'm tuning in. I'm not really tuning in to watch Steph. I've seen Steph. I've seen Claire. I've seen Day Day. I want to see Ja. I'm tuning in to see fucking Ja. Not his daddy. Mostly Ja. And here's another one. 
another interest, another topic about the two of them that I find interesting. So I put something up saying that, you know, look, nothing against fathers being proud of their sons at this at that level, you know, LeVar Ball, Richard Williams. But like for me, for me, it's one of those things to where it's like, all right, just play the background a little bit more. Like, like literally, like, T. Morant, number one, is he dressed up looking like Usher, and then he's got Usher coming to the fucking games to him. It's like, you're, you're drawing attention to yourself. This is your son's moment. Yeah, you sacrificed and you did all that, but whatever. But did you know what? As a parent, we all get that. But you, like, standing in the background, always having to be interviewed at games or whatever. It's like, you know what, dude? You should step aside and just let him have his moment. I, that's just my point. That's my thinking. But then you got other people like, look, you know what? Fuck that. He did all that shit. He's a strong black man raising a strong black son, which uh, I agree with. But I just take that. I think it's be more just step in the background. Play it cool. There's, there's a bit more dignity in, in, in playing it that way, if you ask me. But that's just me. I don't have a son in the NBA. Maybe if I did, I would act different. But I don't. Um, there was another direction I was going with that. But I don't seem to remember that direction. So I guess we're done with Ja. Yes, we're done with Ja. I tell you what, man. You never know when your ticket's going to get fucking punched. You never know when your time is going to come. I think I opened this up talking about the, the social media gentleman that died, but I actually, actually, I want to say a friend, a co-worker, unexpectedly died here recently. Wasn't even that old. I want to say around my age, probably younger, with small children. Um, I don't want to, I'm not going to say the name of the individual because I don't want to, it's not my, but... Uh, car accident, I don't know, dude, you never fucking know when your time, when, you, when it's over for you. And I told you, like, you hear all these, these bullshit, you know, these cliches about you live every day like it might be your last or whatever. It's like, dude, there's some truth to that shit, man. There is. Because you never know. You never know when you're pitched. Like, me, I think I'm not going to, I don't think I'm going to live past 72, which is only 22 years from now. My son just turned 25, half of my age. 22 years. I mean, dude, I've worked. Wow, that's a trip, man. Think about it. I've, my son is 25. I've worked for the same company for 25 years. Man, half my life. All that shit just kind of fucking just occurred to me. All I'm saying is, is man, I think I am going to learn how to value life a little more appreciate things a little bit more you know one thing and i've i've said it over and over again is my job is i have to take call i fucking hate it i hate it i fucking hate it i get so mad my daughter cracked me up because she's like i was home the other day when you got called in at midnight and your fucking temper tantrum as you were walking out yeah i'm pissed because when i'm on i know i'm gonna get dude it's a point where i know i'm gonna get called at least once and i just lose my shit now, you know, I lose my shit for that reason more than Madden because I'm a complete, complete unreasonable. I'm unreasonable. You can't talk to me when I'm playing Madden. I, lose. I can't. I, there's no reason. 
You try to talk to me, I don't care, I'm pissed. And now I think I'm start, I think that being on call has actually upped that because here's the thing. It's cool when you're collecting that money and, and you don't gotta do shit for it. But dude, lately, dude, I gotta do shit for it. I have to fucking go in and lose fucking sleep. And you can hear the venom in my fucking voice. I hate call. I mean, seriously, that's like, look, you look, you suck this dick or you don't got to go on call. I might consider for probably three seconds sucking the dick. If I've already been called in twice, I might be sucking that dick. Okay. I'm not going to enjoy it, but I'm not going to do call. And then I guess I'm gay. I should probably be careful with that. Probably get canceled. Who cares? You, you were never, I was, I was never on. So you can't cancel somebody who was never really on. Actually, if I get canceled, I probably would get more listenership. So, you know what? Cancel the fuck away. Because then you monetize that shit. Then I'm getting paid to get canceled. Dude, I'll tell you what. i tell you what. Look. The show you need to watch this season is fucking Atlanta. They are pushing the envelope. Pushing the envelope. And all I'm going to say is. And you know what? Fuck it. I'm going to. Look, when I go home, I'm going to put this in. Because, dude. I'm watching an episode. And. When I look up, well, first I hear the voice, and then I see the man, the man with the specific set of skills. They got him on an episode of fucking Atlanta. And then he's even a dress. Yeah, so we'll, we'll just play the, well, we're going to play the cut right now. Play it right here. White Hennessy meat, please. Thank you. Hey, I know you. You're, you're that robber, right? Paperboy, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> oh, ain't you, uh, you... You oh, yeah. I've got a particular set of skills. Oh, shit. <laughs> man, you about the last nigga person I expect to see in here, man. Yeah, well, I don't think anyone expects to see anyone in here. Right? Right, man. I mean, I mean this place is, like, weird, right? Like, like it's weird. I mean, I ain't, I ain't never been no place like this before. No, it's it's unreal, all right. How'd you get here? Uh, I just followed the local. Uh, what'd they do? What you mean? Oh, did they strangle a fan? Shag a teenager? How'd they get in? Uh, thank you. Now, you don't have to say. It's fine. It's your business. You might have heard or read about my transgression. You know, what I said about what I wanted to do to a black guy, any black guy, when I was a younger man in London. A friend of mine had been raped, and I acted out of anger. I look back now, and it honestly frightens me. I thought people knowing who I once was made clear who I am, who I've become. But, with all that being said, I am sorry. I apologize if I hurt people. Well, between you and me, I still fuck with Taken. <laughs> Shit, man, look, it's good to know that you... It's good to know that you don't hate black people now, you know? What? No, 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 no can't stand a lot of you. Well, now I feel that way. 
Because you tried to ruin my career. <laughs> Didn't succeed, mind you. However, I'm sure one day I will get over it. But until then, we are mortal enemies. <laughs> I'll see you around, Vicla. Yeah, all right, man. Yeah, yeah. Hold on, hold on, hold on. But then you learn that you shouldn't say shit like that? Why? But I also learned that the best and worst part about being white is you don't have to learn anything if you don't want to. Take it easy, paper boy. Like I said, um, that line he dropped about white people, I don't like to subscribe to a lot of that, but damn. And what I want to know is, how do you explain this? This, this so look, Mr. Neesom, we want you to be in this. And we also want to address the whole issue of you talking about black people and this, that, and the other. And I mean, uh, who's the one? Do you do you send that to him in a fucking email? Do you have a sit down meeting? Do you get him to do you get him to to agree to be on the show? Then you drop the bomb on him. I don't know. I don't know who or what did that. But dude, it has pushed the level of that show. I mean, and that whole episode in itself was just some next level, just symbolic. Uh, just yeah, Atlanta. Is one of is without a doubt one of my favorite fucking shows. I have to watch each episode more than once just so that I can go back and see the things I missed. I'm showing them to my son. All I got to say is, if you're not watching Atlanta, what the fuck are you doing with your life? The show is great. You may not like it, but it's thought provoking. And you know what? If you ask me, like, look, if you're gonna do like a movie, TV show, or film. At least get me thinking. Do, you know, do something that's going to fuck with my emotions. That's going to be more memorable. That's going to be something some, some lasting power. Fucking Atlanta. Check it out this season. Sarcastically speaking about stuff, not sports. B.A. Hunter out. That's that head on productions. You don't know nothing about that head on. Head hunter, son.